Would you all please, oh, it's on. Would you all please open your hymnals to hymn number 589. Today we are going to spend a little bit of time singing and talking about the music of the Lutheran Reformation. And we're going to begin with this particular hymn, uh, Lord, Keep Us Steadfast in Thy Word, which is a cornerstone hymn to the Lutheran Church. It was written later in Luther's life, uh, and he specifically called it a hymn for children. And I think one of the reasons he did that is though even though the Reformation had seen a great deal of success and sometimes startling success, uh, he knew that the work of preaching the gospel in the world was not going to be easy for his children or for their children either. So it is a Trinitarian hymn. You'll see references to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And interestingly to note, in Luther's version, uh, which is omitted in many of the modern versions that appear in the, uh, in the hymnals, uh, he said, defend us from the Pope and Turk. And the reason for that, of course, is that the, the Protestant church, the Lutheran church especially, felt themselves in a vice grip, kind of. On the one hand, you had the imperial armies, the Roman armies that represented the power of the papacy. And on the other hand, you had the, uh, the invasions from the east. Of, of the Turks, and they were not, it wasn't just because they were Turkish, but it was, of course, because, because of Islam, which he saw as a, as a great threat to the safety of the Christians. Uh, so something to tell your children someday. It's a good bedtime story. <laughs> so let's stand and sing this uh, wonderful hymn. a great and renewed flowering of hymnody that occurred along with the Lutheran Reformation. Martin Luther had grown up in the church, the Roman Catholic Church, that had a very, very, very rich musical tradition. Uh, music for the choirs, music sung by those who led the service, and yes, even, even some congregational hymnody. 
a fair amount of congregational hymnody that was associated with the, uh, with the Roman Catholic Church before the Reformation started. So Luther would have grown up, uh, obviously, as a student in a Latin school. He would have been able to follow along with the chants and sing along with them and understand the words. That wasn't a big stretch. Um, he also would have been able to sing certain hymns in German uh, that he would have sung at home, sometimes as a part of the Christmas Mass, sometimes as a part of the Easter Mass, Pentecost as well. Those were times when those vernacular songs found their way into the service, even in those days before the Reformation. So at the time of the Reformation, because he had not just a musical sensibility, but a very strong musical training, uh, he wanted to keep everything that was good and add to that. And many followed his example. Uh, and I think when we look especially at the hymns that we have from Luther, that the texts date from the 14th and even sometimes the 13th centuries, these are the hymns that were the nearest and dearest to his heart when he was a child. His mother might have sung them to him, his father. Uh, and certainly they were sung in the school system as well because music was a big part of the instructional day. Uh, every day after lunch they gathered for an hour to an hour and a half of music making, in addition to studying music theory as part of their liberal arts curriculum. So he was a capable musician, and while some people were afraid of music, this has always been the case in the church. The early church especially had big debates about what kind of music should we use and how can we use it in the church. Because there was a fear that music had such a power over people's emotion that if we use music to such a degree that emotion becomes elevated, then they will not pay attention to the words. Luther wasn't so worried about that because he saw the music as a way to get the words into the, onto the lips and into the hearts of the people singing it. Now we're going to look at another hymn for children. It's 123, and we'll sing stanzas 13 to 15. And there's an interesting musical signature that we see in Luther sometimes. Uh, this, key, this hymn, of course, is in, in a major scale. 
and he used that. That was not a, a mode that was used so very much in the Middle Ages. The other modes were used, other forms of pitches, set pitches, I guess you'd call them. That's what a mode really is. They were used melodically, and they had diff very different emotional effects. But he loved this, and he especially liked this, this uh, descending major scale. We hear that also at the end of A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Same deal. So he was sort of, in that, in that regard, he was breaking some, some barriers. Turn next to him, 440. Even as he recognized the uh, value of the old music and the old texts from the Roman church he had grown up in, he, of course, had a special place in his heart, in his heart for the, the text of the Psalms. Uh, part of that would have been based on the fact that in his days as a, as a monastic, uh, psalmody was a very, very important part of their worship. In fact, they sang all 150 psalms every week. That was a big part of what they did. If you were, if you were a monk or a nun, you went to chapel, like we are now, for 15 minutes, uh, seven or eight times a day. And in the course of that time, the psalms were all split up, so you'd sing, you'd sing the entire Psalter every week. That, to me, whenever I think about that, is just a, it's kind of overwhelming because the texts of the psalms are so rich and so varied. Uh, and of course, for Luther, they become a very important part of uh, his career as a, as a teacher, lecturing on the Psalms. This particular hymn is based on Psalm number 12. Uh, take some time to Google on that and read it. It's, uh, he, he sticks pretty close to the text. Sometimes he will add some extra ideas, but, but sort of to enrich the text and give it more of an Old Test, a New Testament cast. Uh, in this case, however, uh, he, you can see how the, uh, the people in the early Lutheran church would have, when it was still in days of struggle, you know, sometimes we think that everybody fell out of bed on November 1st, 1517, singing A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And that's not, of course, how the Reformation worked. Uh, it, it took a long time, and there were a lot of people who, for conscientious reasons, didn't want to give up the Roman Catholic faith. They maybe didn't, they didn't see the rationale behind Luther's reforms. So the, when the Reformation came to, to certain regions and certain cities especially, uh, it was not immediately always accepted just like that. So let's take a look at 440, and we'll sing the first three stanzas, and then I'll talk a little bit more, all right? And this is a marvelous angular melody. It's just, it's, it's scary old, and of course this is one where, where Luther uses builds a new hymn tune on, on the, the uh, modal musical ideas of the Middle Ages.
One of the wealthiest cities in the, the Germany of those days was a city uh, by the name of Lübeck, which was way, way, way up north. Lübeck was important because it was the center of one of the wealthiest trade organizations throughout Europe. It was called the Hansa. And so the chief Hansa Stadt, the chief city of the Hansa, was Lübeck. And uh, Reformation bubbled there for a while. Leadership was not sure what direction they were going to go. And you have to remember that when the Reformation came in, it wasn't just about changing what happened in church, but it was also about what changed with the schools and with the hospitals and how we take care of the poor. It was a very complex issue. So uh, the, the uh, uh, Liebeck was also, in addition to being a very wealthy city, it was an imperial city, which mean, meant they had a great deal more independence and power than a lot of other, other towns. And uh, in that particular city, the uh, group of, of priests who were associated with the thing called the cathedral chapter, they were the ones, the cathedral chapter was a group that made all the decisions about religion. And they would, you, you, can, you can go and visit the room where the chapter met. Usually a lot of times the chapter houses are built in the round with chairs all the way around the edge. That's where the big decisions were made. Well, things were coming to a head. And uh, there were some announcements that were going to be coming from the chapter about what direction they thought Liebeck should go. Well, there was a service, um, and it was uh, the, Roman, the, 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 old, the Roman bishop was preaching. And uh, even though they had allowed Lutheran preaching to already start to happen in the, in the city, and it was, people knew everything was at a breaking point. You know how that goes? Like, you ever watch the news? Uh, and uh, what happens after the, after the long sermon that had sort of encouraged a very conservative approach in Liebeck, retain the Roman church kind of talk, uh, two, two young men, probably the age of, of some of you, in this room, stood up in a corner of the, of the cathedral and started to sing this hymn. And everybody joined in. They had it memorized already at that point. And that was, so sometimes the Reformation in Liebeck is referred to as the singer's Reformation. I like that. Uh, because those, those two boys, those two guys started it out. And, uh, and God did hear them, and Liebeck becomes a very important center of, of Lutheran Christianity. And because of its connection to this worldwide web, of commerce. Every ship that left Liebeck went out with Lutheranism on it. And it went from the north to way to the south, as far away as Poland, uh, the heart of Poland, in fact. So here we go. Let's stand up and do four, five, and six. And uh, the fifth stanza talks about silver being tried by fire. This is what refining a precious metal is. You apply heat to the precious metal to get rid of the junk. That junk is called dross. Rhymes with cross. It's great. So here we go. And four, five, six, two, ready, go.
cling to that hope. Have a wonderful day, and please put your books back on the rack. When